0: Hello everyone. So welcome to this um, episode. And um, this episode is special because I have invited a guest. Uh, her name is Susan. She is this uh, very conscious, courageous and um, a woman, a person that I've been working with and um, and we're going to talk about We're gonna have a conversation about what it means to be a woman. And here's the reason why I wanted to bring her on and uh, talk about this topic. So if you've been listening to my podcast, I've been talking about conditioning on all levels. We've talked about mental conditioning or mental addictions. I've talked about the labels in the boxes that we get put in and how to come out of them. And, you know, it's, it's interesting how during this time, um, all of our old paradigms are shifting. And one of the reasons I think it's shifting because our body is being upgraded at, at cellular level. We are holding more light. So the more light or the fifth dimensional uh, world that we are shifting into, it just cannot hold the, any, any of the paradigms of conditioning that is um, lower vibration or lower frequency. So that's one of the reasons where, you know, you will see all kinds of people speaking up, um, and or speaking against or speaking up or finding a new level of freedom. So how this uh, topic came about is um, as Susan, Susan is working with me, as we were working about uh, a realization and awakening really on her part that um, you know, how being a woman, how that defined her. Uh, life choices, how that directed subconsciously her behavior and how that ended up in um, the life experiences that she was currently at that time having and how changing and, and realizing that and changing some of those paradigms have changed the life experiences. So, and you know, I was thinking about, you know the conditioning. The truth is we are all conditioning. As I mentioned in my prior episodes, we are conditioned about everything. So conditioning is um, conditioning is where you know there's a what's the right, what's the wrong, and what's good and bad, and there's a word or a label around it. And someone in society, collect, someone in society begins to define what's right, what's wrong, what's good and bad. And then there's a collective thinking around it. So we all um, somehow subtly conform to that way of thinking and being and never bother to question it. We don't even know that we can question it. We don't even know there's something to question until we begin to awaken and I think until we begin to notice the discord or the um, dis-ease in our lives and we begin to question and look within and realize, wow, so much of my life and my behaviors and how I have been living has been directed by these beliefs or by these conditioning or by this way of thinking. So that's the only way when we go back untangled. And look at um, what uh, beliefs, or behavior, or patterns of behaviors that we have picked up because of a certain belief, and how that's impacting our lives. So, and so the topic, you know, the last time I talked about many different eclectic issues around conditioning, and today's is going to be on what it means to be a woman. And the same can go for what it means to be a man, what it means to be a wife, what it means to be a husband. Um, But we're just going to strictly talk about, um, you know, kind of have a conversation on what we, what the label, the woman, what did it mean, what it meant or means to be a woman in the, you know, before the shift and how our thinking. Has to catch up to create this um, new paradigm of what it means to be a woman. So, um, welcome Susan. And I'm going to. uh, So is that about right? Is that what we're talking about? (laughs) Right to me. (laughs) Sounds about right to you. Um, So you know, tell me. um, I know that how this came about also is I I had this thought that. There's no one way to uncondition. there's no one way to build a new paradigm. like there's no one way to heal. And I thought one of the ways that we can heal is by um, inspiring um, a thought in other people and it's by it's done by sharing stories. So when we share stories, we are willing to Uh, share our experiences. We're willing to acknowledge um, our experiences and what it um, meant. And most importantly, when we share stories, we find our voice. When one person finds a voice, the other people are encouraged to find their voice. So I hope that this episode will encourage to find, uh, to help you find your voice so finding your voice does not necessarily mean we have to find the voice in, in front of the, a large audience. It just really means acknowledging um, what it is that you're feeling. So you hear your own voice, you find your own voice and you can hear and acknowledge what your thought process is. So Susan, I'm gonna, you know, figuratively give the mic over to you since I can't really pass it on. <laughs> Uh so tell me your thoughts around you know what it meant for you to be
1: a woman Um it, it it meant a variety of things um whether it was in my work relationships it meant that um to excel in my career um I could do so as long as I performed in the traditional role of a woman um you know you could do the work, you could work hard um but you couldn't be um, I don't want to use the word aggressive, but that's what you were termed if you were strong um, it was you know they 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 put labels on you as you know you were um a bitch or whatever, if, if you didn't perform in the vision of what a woman manager should perform in, um, in personal relationships, it was, it was okay for me to be a strong person outside of my home, but in my home, it was, you had to be the quiet little meek person or, um, there was a lot of shutting down of my voice in different areas, so I I, I lost it for a while. I, I turned it off and didn't listen to it, and it just created more confusion um, to me. So,
0: my goodness, you know. Um, so when I listen to you, it really, you know, it's somebody's thoughts about. What a woman should do, what a woman should be like, how a woman should behave, how she should not behave, how she should dress. And that thought became a thought of, you know, I don't know, collective thought, so called society. And we all just adjusted or adapted to that. And it works until it doesn't, work. <laughs> it doesn't work it doesn't work and you know you said something um, interesting you said the the inner conflict and the confusion and you know deep inside our soul whether it's a man's soul or a woman's soul there's it needs it wishes to express itself in total freedom Any time when the mind talks it down into should, should not, good, bad, right, wrong. And you are actually, you know, it's like creating more internal pressure. And that's what leads to confusion. Because you are thinking on the outside, I'm doing everything right. I know what right is. I eat healthy. I do this right. I have a great job. What is missing? Why am I not myself? Why don't I feel happy and joyous? Why don't I feel in alignment? What's off? And that's what's off is the when we have taken the thoughts and opinions of others and brought them into our psychological space because we did not know not to. We do we you know we don't we didn't know not to until we understand no your own psychological space is a sacred space. You have to be, have the ability to think for yourself, you have to have the ability to know what resonates. And it's really our birthright to be able to live and express in the way that gives us the most freedom. And that makes us feel in alignment. So alignment is about just feeling content. There's a flow to life. We're not um, we're not pretending that everything is okay. Everything actually is okay because we feel okay. So um, and you know what's when we we got shackled into. Um, We get shackled, actually, by the society. We don't even know who that invisible, that mysterious society is, you know. And somehow the mind or the ego, it says, what will people say? What do people think about you? And I'm always, you know, I'm always um, wondering who these people are. I don't know who they are. I'd like to see them. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's something that, you know, we made up. And not only we made up, we bought into it. So I'm always curious to know who is the society. Society is, you know, you and I. We create the society by accepting a thought or a definition without thinking for ourselves. We create that society. When we get up and um, judge another woman and want to put her in the norm, or she should be like that. Many times, so many times innocently, we talk about she's not very womanly. He's not, you know, what does that mean? I've heard that too. (laughs) (laughs) It's because there is a thought out there with which it defines what a woman should be, my God, a woman i mean it, it's so complex because how can anybody know or tell you what a woman should be? Women can be all kinds of things you know and any human can be all kinds of things to to um box a behavior, to box a human somebody in a predefined, a very narrow way of being is worse than being in a prison. That's imprisonment. And then we all buy into it. The whole, in the, you know, when you look at the, the fashion industry, the whole, uh, the diet industry, and all kinds of, I mean, I can talk on and on and on, but it's all based on that conditioning, that thought that a woman should be this way. I mean, right now you see tons of ads coming up on, don't you want to show your body in the, the beach body in the summertime? And I'm thinking, because there's only a certain body is a beach body. Right. Be- un- unless and, you know, and who takes on all of that pressure? Women do. Who takes on all the pressure of how we should look, how we should dress? is women take all of that. They take all of that on as if our worth is tied to how we look, if the body is a certain proportion. And, um, I mean, to me, when we really think about how this affects people's behavior, it's painful. Seriously, this is what we have bought
1: into. It's extremely painful, and it it even extends to the fact of how intelligent are you. Um, you know, if if you're a woman in management and you don't wear skirt suits and because you like pants instead, um, it does. It, you're not a good manager you're not smart enough you're not you know um doesn't matter what your intelligent level was or is um but it's based on how you dress every day for work is is how much value you have to that organization in your role um you you could dress like a slob and you could still be extremely smart and you could still be extremely people oriented and a great manager but it wouldn't matter because you were dressed like a slob you know yeah
0: hopefully we are we are kind of um
1: done with that kind of
0: thinking in the zoom world hopefully it's become acceptable for us to wear sweats and not dress up and just because we now can and um i mean this is all so messed up <laughs> yes And we all have participated, we all have contributed, and um, we no longer can function in the new world with those old paradigms because it just does not sit well. It's come a time where we are ready to speak up and find our voice and be our authentic self. And I think that You know, if we've done enough to try to be like a man, it's we've done enough of that. We have done enough to try to be the good girl, the good daughter, the good mother, right? And these definitions, what's good or not, they have to be internally defined. What feels right. And the thing is, inside the body is the body's intelligence is created in such a way that there's a resonance resonance is what feels right not what your mind is telling you what is right what feels right what feels like is an alignment with you what feels joyous what feels like it's it's you're your, in your element and that's what we follow if it feels that one day you want to wear a, a suit, a pantsuit, then you wear that. If it feels like you want to express yourself through wearing a skirt, then you, you know, it's who the heck decides, how dare anybody decide what the heck you wear? And how do you even make it equal to your intelligence? Yeah, I never,
1: I never understood that, but I experienced you
0: know, you have experienced that. And recently, you recently you just discovered that, you know, you, you mentioned to me in our sessions that you bought black to blend in. Mm-hmm. Kind of disappear.
1: Yep. How long did you do that for? How long? Mm-hmm. Um, probably a good 10 years. To, the, to the, like, I told you the day I woke up and I was like, I have no color in my life whatsoever. And so I, I started slowly, but you know, now there's at least six colors in my closet, and not just two. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And
0: you know, I always um, like to think that there's a reason for everything. It's we learn by contrast we learn we learn by experiencing the one side and that's when the other side becomes all lit up we can see it's like mm-hmm. we need to understand when we feel the dark we understand the light better you know light makes us understand the dark better so both things are needed and I guess this is the and that's how I make sense of things, just because it's not about, oh, my God, finally speaking my voice and anger and all of that. So, there's sure, there's anger, but we all have to take our own responsibility. And um, we only know at a certain time what we know. So, everything happens for a reason. And it's maybe it's because we have lived or try to fit into some the societies here's the mysterious society again. The society's definition of what a woman should be, and we try to fit it in. We try to fit into that definition, and we are now at a point. You know, like I'm wondering who who told who told me this, who designed this, and I can't find the who. I don't know who the society is. So, if we individually uh, take our right to be to dress what resonates with us then society becomes irrelevant i just had a client today she said i was just you know working we were we've been talking about like abandonment and in one of our sessions something must have come up she said i took you up on your advice and You know, I said, it's an energy, got to heal the energy. And we went through the whole process. And I said, when you heal that, you will decide that you're, you're not longer abandoned. You can never be abandoned by love. So she said, I just woke up and I decided I was not going to be abandoned. I decided I was not going to feel abandoned. She goes, miraculously, all the friends, people who I thought had abandoned me, they started calling me. So nobody has to change because it's not up to us for other people to change. Change happens with one person and change happens for you. When it changes for you, then the energy, the vibration, it begins to uh, radiate out. When we give ourselves the permission to do, to be, that, Which resonates with our authentic self, we give other people the same permission to do that. So, in sharing stories, and you know, sharing stories is a—it's—we have to be boldly vulnerable, right? Because you know, we don't know what people are going to say, what kind of comments am I going to get. So, there comes a point where it just does cannot matter. So it's about finding our own voice, and it's about um, hopefully that encourages other people to find their voice. It's not just against, you know, being a woman or being a man or what it means. It's each human being stepping out of the box that they have been trying to play in and understanding that there's a big wide world out there. And the possibilities are endless, and we pick and choose as to what resonates with our soul, what resonates with our highest calling, what inspires us, what puts a smile on our face, what makes us feel that we are flowing with life, there's joy, there's creativity, there's abundance. That world is what we are collectively birthing. and somehow we were made to believe that, you know, you're just here to suffer. You go through the dark night of the soul, you suffer, 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 because you have sinned. And that's, again, another mysterious, because I don't remember my sins. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know where they are. So um, so it's, you know, that's, that's the time to awaken when we begin to see that you know you started adding colors in your closet so how's that making you feel
1: it's good it's um I rarely choose just to wear black I mean it's probably in most of my outfits but I rarely wear just black anymore um because I feel more lighthearted when I Mm -hmm. have color on and uh it's just it helps me start my day when I you know put on a pretty color that I like and that's wonderful. How? What else has changed
0: in your life just because of that one simple awareness and changing that?
1: Um, I think a lot has gradually over the time. It's it's like you know the puzzle pieces they they start fitting together. Um, one thing triggers another. So it to me it was um, it was okay to be seen. It was um, okay to. Stressed, however but then it was okay for me to get up and start teaching classes and helping people that way and you know then it was okay for me to apply for uh bigger jobs and and things like that um it was okay for me to go back to school and take courses that they I was either interested in or were for my career um like everyone every time I did one there was you know, a bigger increase and in mm-hmm. in um, that it was okay to do those things without somebody else telling me I had to or not having, you know, I didn't have to have their approval on that regards because so, those things made me feel like me.
0: Yeah, that's, um, that's amazing how a limitation on one thing mm-hmm. limited every aspect of your life. And that's, that's, that's what I want to point out to um, the listeners is that we don't think that our behaviors and our actions are driven by um, some long-held belief about who we are. Because it's so subtle, because it's uh, it's been there since we were little, we don't even know to... Um, to question that. So we continue to uh, make changes on the level of the behavior, on the level of the um, our actions, even the level of the thinking. But until we go into the level of our subconscious tightly held beliefs, all of our actions and behaviors and thinking are going to be short-lived because. Um, that's not the that's not what's driving it. So we have to get to the root cause is the and we all have beliefs. And many of those beliefs, if not all of them, need to be upgraded, need to be reviewed. They're not meant for life. They serve their purpose. I always think everything has a purpose. Even when we have suffered, in even when we have not known something, it did serve its purpose because. And it, I hold that belief because that's the belief that opens up a bigger doors for me. So when we go, untangle our life back to our beliefs, we can change one belief. Like she changed the, you know, the colors in her wardrobe and all of a sudden all the can't disappeared. There's so many limitations that that one belief had placed in so many different areas of life that all of those areas expanded because of um, updating that belief or letting go of that belief and putting a new belief in it that expands you. And so... um, It's really, you know, up to us when life isn't working in any area of life and we have to decide what area of my life I'm, I'm not happy, where there is suffering, where there is pain. Why do I continue to do the same old, same old, same old? And even when I know to do the right thing, I can't do the right thing. Even when I know to eat better or do this, because there's a belief. So that's, you know, when we talk about, you know, even affirmations, that's it's a way to get in, to get put inside, put in the psyche a new belief by keep saying it, keep saying it, keep saying it until you begin to believe it. So when you believe, when you believe that you can dress the way you want to dress, one simple thing, it'll lead to a way of being which, oh, I can. I can go uh, study this, I can go apply for this job, I can create this, I can write a book. So it's that I can do attitude because you have um, replaced the old belief, which says, no, you you are a woman, Um, you need to behave this way, otherwise you won't be a woman, otherwise you're more like a man, otherwise you're all these glorious words that we've been given. you are a bitch, you are this. It's like, my goodness, Right? So somebody, somebody decided uh, what a woman should be. And so the point that I want to bring home to you uh, is nobody has the permission to decide. Nobody has the permission. Nobody will ever have the, decision, have the permission to decide on what I should be unless you are a little child and your parents get that right because you have not yet developed that ability. As an adult, no one does or should ever have the permission to decide for you. That's what sovereignty is all about. With the sovereignty, with the ability to think, feel, behave for yourself comes the responsibility of looking within. And with that responsibility comes the, the need to trust your own instincts. With that need to trust comes the need to find your own voice. Because now you are in, my gosh, what the heck does that mean? I'm, I'm, I've been taught this thing and my voice is telling me something different. Now I'm confused. I don't know what to do. So the simple way of doing it, do what your mind tells you to do. See where you end up and see how that feels. Do what feels like here. You know, you know like you know, like you know, and see how that feels. How do you want to feel You got your answer so that's um, so hopefully um. You know, I, I have to tell you that it takes a lot of courage. I sent an, like an email to all of the, the newsletters. And so far, Susan is the only one who responded. And, you know, in working with her, I know she's reserved. She's shy. And this is a big, big step forward. So I can't tell you how proud I am for my offer. I can't tell you how, um, I'm just, I'm so, yeah, you know, I really commend her. Because I know just taking the single step is going to, you know, leap her forward, leap her forward into finding her voice more and more and more and standing on her own ground more and more and being the person that she truly is. So I really uh, applaud Susan and thank Susan for being here. And I thank you all the listeners. Thank you for listening. And if you like this, press like. If you want to share, share. And to get more information on what I do, are you ready I'm Nina Puri and uh, be well, and I will see you at the next episode. Thank you so much.